Welcome back to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. My name is Josh Peach, joined alongside with Gabby Heiduk, a very familiar duo. Gabby, how you doing? Doing good. You didn't even you need to introduce yourself a little more. You're the new on-air editor. Brendan is out. Just kidding. Brendan would still be on the podcast. He just went home this week. Yeah, Brendan was supposed to be here tonight with us, but he ditched us. But yes, he I, did am, ditch us. I am the new on-air editor for the Daily Illini. Pretty exciting. So this is the other half of my job alongside yeah. with the radio. So Josh is now the host of this show. I am. Um, not, I don't think exciting. I've ever hosted before. Even in the summer, I don't think I did. No, I so. think I did most of the hosting, which yeah. obviously, I mean, I'm the best. But of course. Besides, you know, that's... I'm lucky support. just to be here with you. You are. And that's okay. I'm glad you can acknowledge that. But yeah, this is exciting. Josh's first first podcast as the on-air editor. Yeah, I mean... And it's a good one, too. It's going to be a good gonna one. It's going to be a really good one. So, I mean, let's just jump straight into it then. Uh, we're going to talk all things tournament, but first we're going to start off with how Illinois finished the season because they're on a seven-game win streak with some pretty impressive wins in there. Uh, they ended the Big Ten tournament by beating Rutgers, Iowa, and Ohio State in back-to-back days. Gabby, what was like the most impressive thing about that little run there at the end for you? I honestly feel like it's the Iowa game. And I obviously the Ohio State game was what exactly what you want in the finale of the Big Ten tournament. I mean, yeah. that was just exciting. An overtime win obviously pushed selection Sunday back. So not everyone was happy. But I think what was so impressive was the 11-point Iowa win. And I think what really took this team to another level was Kofi's production against Luka Garza. I mean, on paper, Luka's obviously the better center. He's Big Ten Player of the Year twice now in a row for no, for a reason. You know, he's incredible. But Kofi established himself as the better center in that game. And that is I what I think really led to Illinois not necessarily dominating Iowa, but handling Iowa, whereas, you know, in the regular season, I feel like these games were a little closer between these two teams. And that's what you expect. I mean, they're two great teams. But Kofi just went in there was physical, didn't play scared to get fouled, or didn't play scared to pick up fouls, which I think is so important, especially when you're facing a guy like Luca with that physicality and that size. So, yeah, I think that win was just impressive. Um, And then you obviously cap it off as Big Ten champions with the win against Ohio State, which I think is just – Illinois deserves that. If anybody deserves that title, it's Illinois. Um – you know, you don't want to dwell too much on the whole regular season title because that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You got to go win the tournament. You know, if you want to talk, talk, you got to walk the walk. And they did that. So definitely like a much deserving team. Um, just a great way to end the regular season and a great way to take some momentum into the tournament now. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to that Iowa game, I a personal rule for me, it's kind of been like, I like to pick the better coaches. And I, even though I'm not like specifically covering basketball right now, I still like to listen to what Brad has to say and the opposing coach after every game. And I was listening to Fran and like, he's coaching Luca up to not foul, you know, kind of like letting guards get to the basket, maybe not press guarding Kofi as hard as he would have. I just, I really don't like that. Maybe that just to me shows how much better of a coach Brad is because like you alluded to, Kofi's not afraid to pick up fouls. He's playing aggressive, and that's when he's at, at his best, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you can watch that game and say, based on that, you would rather have Luka all around than Kofi. Because, yes, Luka's better on offense, but defensively, I feel like Kofi was just a monster, and he played great. So Yeah, yes. he stepped it up. And then also about Iowa, uh, last time Illinois faced him, they were without guard C.J. Frederick, who's like an all-around guy, mid-range, outside. He was just shut down. In yeah. fact, he didn't play the last six and a half minutes of the game because he was guarded so well. So 
I agree with you. I think that Iowa win was awesome. The lead kind of stuck around, was it like 7-11 to 11 for like 19 minutes or yeah. something like that, which was which was just impressive to me. And then Ohio State, they should have won that game by more. I think when you go up 25-9 to 9 in the first half, you should yeah. never end up going to overtime. But if you're going to hit a bump, they got through it. So Well, yeah, and I, it's against a Buckeyes team who, A, has shown they're really at the top of the end of the season. I know they lost some games. Um, near the end, but they're still incredible. We know how hard it is for this Illinois team to defend EJ Liddell. I mean, he's just a different type of center that you don't see too much um, in this league right now. And obviously they have shooters, they have incredible guards. So I'm not surprised it went to overtime, and I'm not surprised it was that close. But again, when you do jump out to that like 17, 16 point lead, it is like, okay, guys, like, come on. So I think that's one thing to take into the tournament. Um, not to like completely transition there, but mm-hmm. like Illinois is going to play some teams that are worse than them. And I think the oh, yeah. problem with Illinois, especially game one, you know, Drexel's a 16 seed for a reason. I obviously have to respect them. They're in the tournament. You got to show the respect to that team, but you have to be able to dominate when you're the dominant team. You know what I mean? And I think we've seen, um, we've seen this a lot with Illinois this season. And in, I mean, in general, like, they play down to their competition. You look at the Maryland loss, the Michigan State loss, the Rutgers loss early in the season. Like, they played down to competition, and that's why they ended up losing. Can't do that in the tournament because it's not just, okay, bounce back the next game, go beat Northwestern by however many points in the second half. No, you're done. You go home. So I think that's my biggest concern with Illinois heading into the tournament is they let teams stick around. They let bad teams look better. And you can't yeah. do that when it's a one-and-done scenario. And obviously Ohio State's not a bad team. No, 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 no. Despite the fact, I'm also not surprised, as you're not surprised, that they went to overtime. But I'm I'm frustrated. But the reason I'm not surprised for two reasons. One, Dwayne Washington was playing out of his mind again, oh which he, again, you know what? He was the best I'm, player on the court I'm in those done, final I'm minutes. I'm so done with these superstars just playing, like, out of their minds against <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> right. Like, what did we do to deserve Like, Dimitri Trice. Like, exactly. Whatever. Illinois is the best. Because you're always going to get their best. you're always going to get their best performance. But then the other thing is that I mean, it's Chris Holman's such a good coach. Yeah, he's such a good coach. I mean, the Buckeyes like, are so good. Like, They're really good for like how many times did Illinois go like the first game at home against Ohio State, the Northwestern game where Illinois goes down big boot and they come right back. Yeah, he same. knows how to rally his Mizzou, team. Mizzou, Rutgers, like that's Chris Holman knows the same thing. So good for him. But yeah, so I think that. They, they're on a seven-game win streak, and someone's pointed this out to me. History is against Illinois here for winning the national championship. But this is a new year. Anything can happen this yeah. year, right? So, all right. So to get into Illinois' tournament journey, everything starts tomorrow. I think Illinois plays in the first first round game, yeah. right? 12-15 on TNT Friday, uh, which is tomorrow. Well, we're probably going to get this up a little later. But if it's Friday, then they're probably playing right now. <laughs> um, but they're playing the Drexel Dragons from from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who 12-7 and seven, were the sixth seed in their conference tournament and <laughs> won a bunch of games by two or three, and here they are. Played, here playing they the are, Illinois. playing the Illini, a number one seed. Dude. Good luck to the Dragons. I'm, I love their name, I, I, Drexel I really like Dragons. Name. I think like, that's really cool. On. Their mascot is like all over TikTok right now. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of Illinois Drexel TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's so funny. But, you know, you got to respect them. Like, anybody in the tournament can make a run at any time. So you have to show respect, even if it's a 16, 16 seed. Do I think Illinois is going to handily beat them? Yes. It shouldn't be close. It shouldn't be close. And if it is close, 
I'm concerned. Hey, in 2005, I'm pretty sure they played Southern University when they were number one seed, and they were down like one or only up one at halftime, and they blew them out. But like, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll see a little bit of nerves in the first half. But then again, this team hasn't really had nerves all year. No, so. and you know what? If there is nerves in the first half, that's fine. But then we, you know, they got the turnover out at halftime, which yeah. I don't doubt. If they're losing at halftime. I would love to be in that locker room with Brad Underwood. You would not love to be in that in that locker well, room. Well, I'd love with Brad to Underwood. like be just to the side. Yeah. Like I'm not the one getting yelled at, but I can just you know witness what's going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, again, they're in the tournament. They are a hot team right now from their conference. So gotta respect them. But I don't think I don't think it's much of like a. I don't think there's any really like upset watch. I going don't either. On. I mean, did UMBC beat Virginia? Yes, for whatever it's worth. I think this Illinois team is much better than that Virginia team. But yes. it, even looking at their roster, I mean, so this is interesting. They have four guys that average over ten points a game, which is cool. Their best player is their guard, Cameron Winter. He's only six two, and he has to get guarded by Trent Frazier. So rest in peace. And then, or I am possibly maybe. their best overall player is their forward power forward, James Butler. He averages thirteen and nine, which is good, but he's only six eight. And he's not very big. Mm. So. And he's never seen Kofi Coburn. And he's Coburn. probably never seen a Kofi. I mean, he's 6'8", 242, which is somewhat big. But when you're going to go against someone 6'11", 285, this, this is not yeah. the CAA. This is the Big Ten. Yeah. And this is Kofi Coburn. I just, I'll be interested yeah. to see, like, if he's a solid player, like, how he reacts oh, to I'm that. I'm sure they're and, solid. And nothing well, yeah. against Drexel at all. I'm sure that they're a great team. Yeah. But, unfortunately, like I said, it's just, I will, it sucks. I will, I am curious, because that uh, Cameron Winter, he mm-hmm. averages 16 points yeah, a game. Good. And five assists. I mean, that's impressive. He shoots so. well, too. And he limits his turnovers. I mean, 2.9, that's not horrible no, for not. your, like, starting guard. Io sometimes turns the ball over, like, five, six times a game. So, I mean... We got good players on this Drexel team, so I'm sure, and I'm sure they're looking at it like, of course they're the underdog, so let's go shock the world type of thing. So yeah. I think they'll come out really hot. I think me and Brendan were both talking about this yesterday. Like, it might be like close or even Illinois losing in the first like five ten minutes, and then at that first like first or second media timeout, Underwood's just gonna out. lay one on them, and it's me like. Complete flip. See, I think that we're going to see something we did similar to the second Rutgers game in the Big Ten tournament where they just yeah. come out firing and they win by 30. Really? That's what I predict, but... I That's mean, best case scenario, because yeah. then we get like some Tyler Underwood action, the last 10 minutes of the game. I hit a few threes. Yeah, and I mean, it's also important, like, jokes aside, like, getting those guys some... Obviously, like, Tyler Underwood has a little more experience um, at Oklahoma State with, you know, his dad and everything, but... None of these guys from top to bottom have tournament experience. So even if you can blow Drexel out and put in your bench halfway through the second half and get them experience, because you never know what's going to happen. Like if a, if Kofi and Georgie both get into foul trouble again, and you got to throw you got to throw BBV Hawkins, Jermaine Hamlin out there. At least they would have some first game, first round experience, so they're not completely like freaked out, or you know the the nerves aren't going crazy yeah. type of thing. So I think obviously jokingly like, oh my god, would I love to have an undergrad to go put up like ten points? Yeah, that'd be amazing. But I love Coleman Hawkins to go put up ten points. Great, but in all seriousness, like getting being able to get that lead and have that blowout game could be very beneficial when it comes like later down the stretch, and you have to put some bench guys in if you're in foul trouble or, you know, whatever the situation mm-hmm. may be. So 
I think that's the goal of this game, really, is just to dominate. I agree. Show why you are the number three overall seed. Don't fall into the trap of, you know, just it's a 16 seed, whatever. So I I don't think they will. This team is full of guys who are veterans mentally and physically, and I don't see that happening. And obviously we shouldn't, you know, obviously Illinois needs to win the the basketball game. Like we shouldn't be overlooking that and thinking there's no way – Illinois loses, but that being said, yes. Obviously, Illinois has got to come out. A one-point win would have me feeling extremely nervous for the next round, which we'll get into in a second here, whoever they end up playing, but I agree with you. I think it's dominate, hopefully come out, maybe gets Coleman, BBV, Jermaine some, some playing time, and then move on, and moving on to a team that's going to be good either way. So it's either yeah. going to be Georgia Tech or Loyola Chicago. Unfortunately for Georgia Tech, their best player, Moses Wright, just got ruled out for game one. And I'm pretty sure the spread is, you know, changing. A lot of the betting odds are changing. I'm pretty sure Loyola's a pretty heavy favorite this one. Especially since I, I personally think Loyola should be about a five or a six seed. Can't I, believe, like the nine in the Ken Palm. I know. Loyola is like kind of legit. Yeah. They they're are they legit. are legit. They have the second best defensive efficiency in the country. I mean, they're really, really, really good. And I so I brought this up yesterday. So I'm going with I think Loyola is going to win. So that's just like how I'm looking at yeah, this bracket and looking at Illinois' path. It just, you know, I think March Madness, you got to sometimes, not always, sometimes throw numbers, throw analytics, throw stats out the window. And you just got to, you just got to think. And you just got to have a feeling. I have a feeling. I have a feeling this is going to be bad for Illinois. Am I still picking Illinois to win against Loyola? Yes. But think about it. In-state matchup. Sister Jean is going to be in the house. She's going to be watching from her couch. She is going to be there. She has lots of juju. Like, she has lots of, like, it's Sister Jean. And the in-state matchup, everybody loves Loyola. I mean, they captured everyone's hearts back in 2018. And it just feels like like an upset waiting to happen. Like, imagine the in-state rivalry upsets the not rivalry the in-state matchup upsets the number one seed illinois da, 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 the sister i don't like what i'm hearing right now okay i really don't i know me you neither. can't speak it don't manifest it don't i've been talking a lot about it lately okay well listen loyola's a really good team i think porter Mosier is an excellent coach if indiana's smart they're gonna go out and get him by the way um the best player is cameron crawley who averages mm-hmm. 15 7 and 3 he's the missouri valley player of the year i'm 99.9% positive he won that. And then the next highest guy is Lucas Williamson, who I'm super high, high on, who only averages eight. But they got a lot of guys that can beat you. Their next highest scores after Krogwig's 15 are eight, eight, seven, 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 seven. A lot of guys that can beat That's you. That's impressive. Like a lot of them have games where one game they'll score three, the other game they'll score 15 or 16. Like just, you know, like they don't probably average. You think it's similar to, like, Iowa. Like, if they're on, yeah. they're really, really on. But if they're off, it's like, okay, you could really be like really and, yeah. run them into and the ground. And combined with their defense, they're a dangerous team. And that's why they're the 16th or 17th ranked team in the country right now. It's why they're 9 in Ken Palm and should be a 5 or a 6 seed. But they got an 8, which, I mean, it stinks for Illinois. It kind of also stinks for Loyola. Imagine, like, having that season, then boom, in the second round, you got to face Illinois. That stinks. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how the tournament goes. Everybody... Everybody's playing a team they don't want to play at some point. So on paper, it's just so bad for them because of Kofi. I know because although uh, Krut, is it Crutwig? Cameron Crutwig. Cr- 
Crutwig, although he is, like, an incredible player, he, again, with most of these out-of-conference teams, have not seen a player like Kofi this entire season. I mean, there just really aren't many other players like Kofi in all of the NCAA in general. So, I think, not that, like, this game solely relies on Kofi at all, but... I think, like, he really has to be on his game, really has to be disciplined, cannot get into foul trouble. Because with a guy this good, with Crutwig, like, I sure Georgie played an incredible game against Ohio State. I don't think that's going to be replicated again this season. You know, I just, I don't think that's his everyday thing. I think it was a great game and great performance by Georgie. Illinois would not have won without it. But I don't see Georgie being able to do that against one of the best bigs. I mean, he's he's a he's really a good player. He's a American. I mean, he's I, good. Like, he's really good. So, I am worried if Kofi does get into foul trouble, if he feels like he can take the day off a little or, you know, just relax a little bit more. I don't think that's going to happen. I doubt Underwood nor Antigua would let that happen. Um, you know, they're always yelling at Kofi. They're always firing him up. So You took the words right out of my mouth. I don't think Brad or Orlando Antigua would have anything about Kofi getting comfortable. That's true. And that's that's why I feel so good about, like, this team not getting comfortable in any of these games because of how it – I mean, whenever Underwood empties the bench, he yells at them the same he yells at the starters, even if it's, like, a 20-point blowout. You know what I mean? So I don't think anyone's going to get complacent. Underwood has tournament coaching experience. I don't think he's going to let any of that happen. But it is just something to think about. I think it's really cool, you know – that Underwood knows the other side of this because now he's coaching a one seed, arguably the best team in the country, where he's been there, where he's been on a, the coach of a Stephen F. Austin team that has had this, you know, Cinderella story-esque type of feel mm-hmm. to them where they've had the upset win. So I just think that that really helps Illinois too because yeah. he's been a two seed in the Big Ten tournament now. He's been a seven or a ten with Oklahoma State, who we'll get to in a second, in the tournament. And now he's, like I said before, has had like the lower seed conference tournament champion type of feel with his team so obviously that helps but yeah no Loyola two weeks ago I said I didn't want any part of them on paper Illinois should win this one by 15 or 20 yeah it's not gonna happen no I think I think it'll be a close game it'll be close no matter what I mean all these like any any game in March any game game in coin flip right yep every game so Assume, let not assume, but let's say Illinois gets past Loyola or Georgia Tech. I mean, I don't think we really need to. We don't them, need to talk much about Georgia Tech without. Yeah. Then you're most likely getting, which Brandon Simberg likes to refer to as the Fighting Cade Cunninghams, Oklahoma State. Who he has in the Final Four, I think. By the yeah, way. that just feels like Whatever. a loss waiting to happen, in my opinion. All right. Well. Give me your – I know you feel differently, so Before give me your Before we get side. to that, unless Liberty or Oregon State wins against Oklahoma State or Tennessee, which isn't happening, by the way, yeah. it's either going to be Tennessee or Oklahoma State. Now, Tennessee could definitely win the round Tennessee's of 32 because good. they have Yevis Pons, who could shut down Cade Cunningham. I think people are sleeping on Tennessee a lot right now. I really mm-hmm. think that Tennessee could win that game. And In fact, you know, we got about six hours here left to submit our brackets. I might change it. I seriously really? might take Tennessee over Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm serious. I, I mean, I really here's might. the thing, Josh. And <laughs> just good. speaking of brackets and like, or not, but just talking about brackets, like I was talking to Brandon about this earlier because I'm obviously trying to win my bracket. Um, if you 
pick a team that most people aren't picking, like, you'll probably just do better. Like, even if Oklahoma State does end up winning, like, you'll probably do better anyway. Well, it's a one-game difference, right? Because obviously I'm taking Illinois to win the thing. So it's, oh, it's, that's a, it's a true. one-game difference. So, yeah. so definitely I would take them, yeah. Yeah, then I would take Tennessee. So Why not? I think that – so even though I might think Tennessee is going to win, obviously when I was watching the bracket come out, ignoring Oklahoma State, I love the Houston draw. I love the West Virginia draw. Um, who else is? I'm pretty sure – uh, I think is San Diego State in there. Yeah. Love that Syracuse, Clemson, and Rutgers teams Illinois could beat. But you just look at that four in Oklahoma State. You see the best player in the country probably because the they don't feel like picks. a four because they have Kate Cunningham. They, well, they should be a two or three. It's just so weird because they're very top heavy, right? They have two really good guards in Kate Cunningham, who's six eight, and then a- Avery Anderson is good. He averages almost twelve. He stands at six three, so Trent would end up guarding him. But after that, I mean. Caleb Boone, their forward, isn't very big. They have another guard that averages nine and a half that Iowa would end up covering. Like, mm, I think Iowa's going to cover Cade. I think Grandison's going to cover Cade. I, I I was thinking that at first, but can you re- realistically see Iowa not being on Cade? No, but what's better for the team? Iowa on Cade. I, I don't disagree. know if Grandison has it in him. I'm not the coach, but I disagree. Well, I've been saying if Illinois wants to beat Oklahoma State, Grandison's going to have to have the game of his life. I don't think uh, so. Defensively. Defensively, not offensively, defensively. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be more about the help defense inside, to be honest. Also, Which will, if yeah. Io's on Cade, then that will fall on Grandison Monte, and that'll be Georgie. And that'll be better, I think, in my opinion. I wonder if... Because you can't have Io fouling out, obviously. I wonder if Cade's unselfishness is going to hurt them. In the tournament, you know, unselfish. He he loves passing the ball, and I wonder if that's gonna that's gonna hurt them. I don't know. Mm. Could. I don't know. I see. In my opinion, I think he's gonna get a little more selfish in the tournament because he knows what the stakes are. All right. Well, either way, whether obviously I'm picking Illinois, I believe that they're gonna win. But no matter what, I mean, it's the Sweet Sixteen. When you get to the Sweet Sixteen, seeds don't matter. It's team versus team. It's yep. matchup versus matchup. It's coach versus coach. Yeah. And there's a storyline to it. Obviously, Brad Underwood left one year. Oklahoma State lost an amazing tournament game to Michigan, I think, in a 10-7 game. And then took the Illinois job and never looked back. So Oklahoma State fans are still mad at him. I know know for a fact because of Twitter. Um, But they're in the tournament. They have Cade Cunningham. Obviously, some of those violations are coming out that Brad didn't get hit with. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a storyline to it. I mean, I do think... When you have the best player in the country and you have the number one draft pick, you're gonna you're gonna win some games in March. Whether it's all the way, whether it's you know Sweet Sixteen, you know whatever it is, like you're gonna win some games because of how good he is. Can he carry the team past Illinois? Is no. the real question. I don't think so. But again, if you know if Avery um, Avery Anderson, Caleb Boone, like or Khalid Boone, like. If they start to get hot at the right time and they start to, you know, make some shots, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, push Kofi around a little bit, like, and you give Oklahoma State that momentum, they're going to feed off of Kate and they're going to feed off his energy and his production. So I think it still comes down to, like, your role players really, like, sure. locking down. You have to let Kate get his. Kate's going to get his yeah. points. It's like He's when gonna, you play Luca, It's like when right? you play Luca, Like... Yeah. Luca's gonna get around twenty points a game. 
and it's just going to feel normal. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be whatever. Let K get his 20 points. What you can't let K do is what you were saying, make these good passes, dish out all these assists, you know, get to the boards. Like, Cade's a very good all-around player as well. Like, he's very, not like IO-esque, but like, he does it all. Like, he's a really good passer, he's a good rebounder, whatever the case may be on offense. Like, he's good at it, obviously. But what you can't let happen, you gotta just let him score. Let him get his, obviously defend the crap out of him, but let tire him out, let him get his points. What you can't do is just let him pass around, let him find open guys, things like that. So I think as much as it does come down to defending Cade well and not letting him put like 30 on you, obviously, if he does that, they might win. But it comes down to role players, DeMonte, Jacob, Trent, you know, Curbelo, Georgie, whoever it may be, locking down their guys on offense and having – probably some of the best defensive games of their lives in order to shut, you know, the other holes off on that team. Yeah, I know. I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that, like, the role players, Illinois is lucky because you can't have more than an eight-man rotation. Illinois has eight really good players that they can play. Obviously, that's excluding Coleman because he's not there yet. But if Georgie's your weakest link out of eight, I mean... Sounds solid to me. Sounds pretty and good Oklahoma to me. Oklahoma State is not that deep. The other, t- the team that they could play though, Tennessee is really deep. And I just, I do want to talk about that. Yeah, just let's for talk a second about because it. Because it is very. It, it's no, like it's a very 52, possible. Fifty-two forty-eight in my yeah. eyes. I do think they're going to play Tennessee now. By the way, my mind is made up. I am going to take <laughs> Tennessee in my bracket. Uh, so if I'm right and Tennessee does win this game, like Jared Springer and Keon Johnson, I've watched this team a lot. They lead them in scoring. Victor Bailey was first like two weeks ago. They kind of always interchange. But the two guys to me are Yevis Pons, who's your mm-hmm. somewhat big draft prospect. He's your defensive lockdown. Then the guy that leads them in minutes actually is Santiago Vescovi, who is he defends, but he does not he's a lefty, he just knocks down the three. Mm, and that's just, what kills Illinois. That that one yeah. guy who could knock down three, Jordan Bohannon. Demetric Trice, that's what that's yeah. Illinois' like so weak spot. The two guys that I'm worried about are like their fifth and sixth best scores, which really scares me for no. They're just they're kind of like the 89 Illini. They're all about the same height. They yeah, play really well together. Yeah, I mean they all score like pretty like similar to exactly. each other. You know what I mean? It's like Jared, 12, Springer's 11, 9, too. 8. He eight, could be. Eight. He'll probably be a lottery pick. Jared Springer's good. Jaden Springer. Jaden, yeah, excuse me. He he's good, but um. Well, you got Io and Trent. I mean, and then well, this yeah. is just another Kofi dominant game. Hopefully, if they do match up. Yeah, who's their big? Uh, John Fulkerson. <laughs> Six <laughs> nine two fifteen. Yeah, like that. The two fifteen doesn't help. That's why I don't. I think this matchup is like better for Illinois than Oklahoma State, just because you know Kofi has that huge advantage. I mean. Not so much, like, the hype, but just, like, size, physicality um, type of matchup. But it does concern me that some of these guys can get really hot from shooting. And that's what kills Illinois, because Illinois doesn't have a consistent shooter. Mm -hmm. And I actually talked about that yesterday. I did a podcast with Gavin Good, and he asked, like, what is our – what was my key to, like, Illinois going far in this tournament? And I said, every game, someone has to be hot from the three. Whether it's Trent, DeMonte, Io, Grandison, Grandison Miller. Miller. I don't care who it is. I don't care what night it is for each person. 
Illinois needs to have someone hot from the three or someone who can just knock down that three if the game's getting too close or if, you know, they need to jump a lead, whatever. Because no one can do it consistently, so someone has to show up every night from behind the arc. And I think that's I think that's a, kind of a, an X factor like we don't talk about enough is just Illinois' lack of consistency from the three. Obviously, you have a lot of teams in this field who can shoot the three really, really well. You have a lot of good three-point shooters. You know, you have obviously all these Big Ten teams that we've seen. Like I said, Jordan Mohannon, Dimitri Trice. Like, these guys can just really shoot the ball from deep well. So, Illinois has to be ready to do that. Illinois can't just rely on, you know, Kofi dominating inside the paint, Io getting to the basket. Like, someone needs to be able to step up from deep each game. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So, run it. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the next game here then. And unless San Diego State makes a Cinderella run that some people are expecting, by the way, I personally haven't losing in the first round, but probably end up seeing West Virginia or Houston. And mm-hmm. even though Illinois drew the hardest four seed, Houston, West Virginia, in my opinion, are the best two or three seeds. I agree. Because West Virginia doesn't play a ton of defense, mm-hmm. and Houston doesn't have a lot of size. Two things that. West Virginia is a worse Iowa in my eyes, and Houston just has a bunch of good quick guards that which yeah. Illinois also has. Which yeah, and Illinois can defend well. It, like I've said repeatedly, I think that, and even before the bracket came out, my prediction was if Illinois gets through the Sweet Sixteen, they'll I get to feel the very final. very good about them getting to the Final Four. And that, yeah, after seeing the way Illinois drew in the Midwest region of the bracket, I could not believe that more. I agree. I do think like they're. Like, Sweet 16 round, even, like, their, like, round of 32 with Loyola. Like, I think those are tougher than, just, like, mentally, I think. Mentally tougher than the rest of the games. Um, So, I 100% agree with you. I do think it'll also probably be Houston. Um, That's what I have in my... um, that's why I have in my bracket. Yeah, I'm a, is, I have West Virginia right now, but I'm actually I'm about to change it. Yeah, it just I, doesn't make sense. For I don't know to too West much Virginia. about West Virginia. Um, obviously they're solid, but I don't. I've been hearing that they shouldn't really be a three seed. Um, West Virginia. Yeah, no, they really should. Not. So, but I mean, I mean Houston, Houston's interesting because you have you know, why am I blanking on his name? Quentin Grimes, who's six five two oh five. Um, he's a bigger guard. Oh, he's good. And he's good. So he's, he's like a Baylor. Yeah, that's like another thing when you have a guard like that size. That's obviously going to be Io's man. Um, you know, he still has a little bit of a size advantage, but he's really good. I mean, he shoots 41% from the field, 40% from three. He plays 32 minutes a game, rebounds the ball, doesn't have really the assist numbers um, that some of the more like elite guards have, but he scores 18 points a game. He's efficient, too. I remember seeing that the other day. He's a, he's well, a, yeah. he's a really good guard. And he but, shoots yeah. well from the free throw line. And, you know, and that, that's the thing we haven't even really touched on is free throws in the tournament. Yeah, I was going to talk about that a little later. Yeah, we, we could, yeah we could talk about that a little more. But yeah. when you have a team who can shoot the ball well from a free throw line, which I don't know how every team can't do it at this point. But that does scare me a little bit with Houston, um, especially if they, you know, Quentin Grimes, he's more physical guard, so he's going to draw fouls. He's bigger. If he gets to the line and Illinois can't kind of counter that, that's where I think Illinois can lose to this Houston team is the free throw line. I think yeah. Illinois has the advantage in most areas on paper, um, especially when it comes to, you know, the center position with Kofi, which he's going to have the advantage most games. But 
I think this is one of those games in the tournament that you're like on the edge of your seat because it's just free throw, free throw, free throw. You know what I mean? So, and that's Illinois' weakness. I agree. I mean, if we're going to talk about free throws now, like this is the one thing that in any game, if Illinois shoots 11 yeah. for 23 from the line, let's just face it, they're not winning. They could do that against Loyola and not win. Like you have to start 100%. making your free throws. And luckily for Illinois, they actually did against Ohio State. They finally mm-hmm. made their free throws, which was pretty cool. But whether it's Houston, West Virginia, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, Loyola, Georgia Tech, hopefully not Drexel, you don't, <laughs> you don't make your free throws, you don't win games. I mean, yeah. the one, you know, like I keep seeing these stats, like there's only this amount of teams with this offensive rating, this def- defensive efficiency rating, and Illinois fits all of them. But the one thing they don't fit, because they even fit turnovers now because they've been better about them. Yeah, the they've one been thing really they don't good. fit. Is their free throws. They're the pro- one thing that matters in March, free throws. Free throws. We know that for sure. North Carolina, Villanova, the eighty, the whole 84 uh, tournament or 83 uh. tournament, like whatever it is. All right. Um, so I guess instead of just talking about Illinois' specific matchup here for the Final Four, let's just give our picks for the Final Four. Yeah. We can kind of run through those games. So I'll go first. I have um, I got Texas out of the East. I definitely don't think Michigan is getting out of there. And then I got one seeds around Gonzaga, Baylor, and Illinois. Interesting. Okay, so right now I have Illinois, Arkansas, and Bama, Gonzaga. So I have one, three, two, one. And that's my final four. I haven't finished picking it yet because yeah, I yeah. don't know who's going to win. I'm kind of going, I'm kind of rolling with USC. Kind of like, I like might USC. have them upsetting Iowa. I actually think I have USC losing in the first round. Well, that's not going to cut it for me, Josh. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I have them losing to Kansas. And year. here's my, I think we talked about this a little yesterday or Tuesday on the radio show. My whole thing with Arkansas have, I'll admit it. I've not watched them play one game. Arkansas. Do I have them in my final four? Yes. You want to know why? Brett Bielma. Just makes sense. I'd say Eric Musselman, their actual coach might be a little bit more to thank for that. He's awesome. No, it um. just, it just, <laughs> no, 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 no. It just makes sense that Illinois would play Arkansas to me. Again, I'm all about feeling. I'm all about fate. I'm all about I'm all about superstition when it comes to March and it comes to the you know, the NCAA tournament. So why not Illinois, Arkansas? That'd be fun. And you know Brett Bielman's gonna say something on Twitter. He loves Twitter. Yeah, he does love Twitter. He does love He's Twitter. Awesome. And he this hates is not Arkansas. A football podcast, but I love Brett so much. He <laughs> hates Arkansas. So he has so much animosity for that school and that football program that that has to happen. Bama Gonzaga, I think, is just I I don't I don't love the East because East I don't think the Michigan I don't think Michigan's that good without Isaiah Livers. They're obviously still good, but I just I don't know if they can do it. Like he's the heart and soul of their team. I don't love Texas, and I think my Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight matchup is Colorado Bama, and I just think I like Colorado and they're you know fun team, but I think Bama's. Really hot right now. And then, obviously, you can't deny that Gonzaga is just incredible. I really can't think of I've been really trying, and I can't think of a situation where Gonzaga does not come out of the West. Um, They're not getting upset. It would take a, a mini miracle for them to That's what I'm saying. So, I've been thinking so hard because I want to be the one to guess it. But I can't. I can't confidently pick any team to beat Gonzaga in the West. So if Ohio did it, how weird would that that'd be? That'd be crazy. Illinois fans wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, no. So, I mean, if we're going to keep – we don't really need to focus on Illinois here, but whether yeah. they play Arkansas, Baylor, Ohio State, Texas Tech, whoever it is in the Final Four, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You just got to play really well. You got to hit your free throws, play some defense, and you win. Yeah, I think once it, like, 
once you get that far into the tournament, I think it doesn't matter about matchups, rankings mean nothing. It's about who you are as a team, what you're playing for, which we all know. Anybody who's watched Illinois, who's covered Illinois, who's been around this team, knows the chemistry this team has. Except that's I said, anyone (laughs) who knows Illinois or has watched or been around the team, um, I wasn't even gonna bring him up, but they have unbelievable chemistry. You see it. The biggest telling to me was when Demonte Williams hit that big shot against Ohio State, and Io just ran up and hugged him because obviously that's Io's shot. That's the shot Io wants to be taking. That's the position Io wants to be in. Demonte was in that position. He felt confident. He went and he made it. And that's just I think so telling of where this team is at, chemistry wise and mentally. They're all confident. They've all, like, fed off of Io's energy when it comes to, like, those late-game situations. Knock on wood, they don't make a lot of – they don't slip up a lot in those late-game situations. And I really think it's because of Io's mentality. He brought that late-game mentality. He brought that intense mentality to this team. Not that they all didn't have that already, but I think he's elevated that out of everybody. And so I do think – when you're that far into the tournament, obviously it's about talent and skill, but Illinois have those, has those. Yeah, it's about what you're playing for. Your it is it yourself? Is it your team? Whatever. Illinois is playing for each other, and that's the thing. Is Illinois is playing for each other? The coaches are coaching for each other. They're coaching for these young guys. They all love each other. I don't. I can't even think of like one red flag about their chemistry this entire season. They just have so much love for each other that I. I think if they get to the Final Four, you might see Illinois winning their first national championship oh, ever. I mean, yeah, you hit on it all. I have Illinois over Baylor and Gonzaga over Texas, and then Illinois beating Gonzaga 84-77, first title ever. I, okay, for whatever it's worth, I was talking about this with a few guys, and I brought this up, and everyone agreed with me. I don't think a team has ever been picked more to lose in the national championship game than Illinois more is this year. Every single bracket I see is Gonzaga over Illinois or in Dwayne Wade's case, Michigan over Illinois. Everyone has Dwayne Illinois. Dwayne Wade has Michigan yeah, over know, right? Illinois. It's kind of weird, isn't it? That's a scary Everyone scary. has Illinois getting there and then losing. Which obviously, like, if you were to have told me that at the beginning of the year that they'd make the and lose the national championship game, I would have been like, absolutely, like, sign me up. Yeah. But now I get kind of sad. I don't want him to lose. <laughs> I don't want him to lose. And you know what the thing is? If anyone who's followed Illinois sports, who's been around Illinois sports for a while, nothing ever goes right. Nothing ever goes according to plan. Can this one thing go according to plan? Can this one thing go right? Just asking the basketball gods to grant us this one thing. Illinois is probably one of the most deserving teams to win the national championship personally, I don't see it happening. I think it's very hard. Are you not taking them to win? I'm not taking them to win. What? I'm taking Gonzaga. So when Illinois wins, you're going to be the beat writer for the Daily Illini for basketball and not take them to win? Or the the editor of the, the sports section, you're not going to take them? Yeah, I think that's it's very biased if I just take them because they're Illinois. I mean, I truly believe that they'd beat Gonzaga. See, I, truly, I think Gonzaga wants nothing to do with us. I think a very no, reoccurring... I don't think I don't think Illinois wins in any scenario. I think a recurring theme for me is like, oh, we drew Oklahoma State. Imagine being Oklahoma State. You don't want to draw Illinois. Imagine being West Virginia. You don't want to draw Illinois. Imagine being Gonzaga. You don't want to draw Illinois in the national championship. We're the best team in the country, for Pete's sake. 
I believe that. I firmly believe it. In a I, way. I don't. Remember, I don't think you're there's... You're a hater. I Every know. time you hate on them, they win. Keep hating. That's fine. I don't yeah. think there's any scenario where they win. Whatever. All right. I'm, I'm done with you. <laughs> Besides, I'm not. All right. So, just last thing. Always fun. It's called March Madness for a reason. The madness will begin. Do you have any fun upsets in your, in your, your bracket? Let's take a look, Josh. All right. I actually, so I have LSU beating Michigan in the round of 32. That's my little fun little upset. I have watched two LSU games this season. Two. It's more than me. The final two SEC games Uh, of the SEC tournament. And that was all I needed. That was all I needed. I love them. I'm obsessed. LSU is my team. Go Tigers. How how does he say? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, You need some more practice. Go Tigers. No, that was that was a race. I did have let's the cut that out. Let's I did cut have that the Bonnies winning that game. Um, Saint Bonaventure, but I'm going back to LSU. Yeah, that's what I thought. So LSU is my. I don't think they get past Colorado, which is a little upsetting. Um, I also have. I picked um one like you know one of the playing teams always. Win. Oh, I have Winthrop going to the Sweet Sixteen. I have Winthrop beating Villanova, but then losing to Purdue. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I do have the winner of MSU, UCLA, Same. beating BYU. Same. But then I'm going to lose in Texas. So I really don't have any like upset teams going far just because I really could not decide on anybody that I was just like, wow, like you just – I don't know. Like I didn't have a feeling about anybody. Um, what about you though? So LSU, I guess is probably – right. I'll give you all my upsets. Upset so, in the West, I have it all going as smooth. I'm actually going to switch Missouri instead of Oklahoma because Oklahoma's best players out. I mean, I have Wisconsin, I have Winthrop, and Illinois' region, and I only have Syracuse. But the East is where things get funny. I'm so, Your Elite Eight is Colorado versus Bama, correct? Yeah. I have Colorado losing in the first round to George in the first round of Georgetown, and I also have Bama losing to Iona. What? And I 100% stand by that. This game, this Alabama versus Iona game with Rick Pitino is unbelievably comparable to when Norfolk State beat Missouri uh, in the 15-2 game however many years ago, like half a decade ago. I uh, mean, maybe go for ago. it. I 100% believe Iona's going to win that game. And then I have UConn beating them. And then I was going to have UConn actually get to the Final Four, but I just really like what, I, what I've seen out of Texas. I thought before the Big 12 tournament, I was going to have Connecticut as my sleeper, depending on where they were. But, nah, Texas, I think, is going to end up beating them and beating Michigan. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, my lead eight is 1-2, one, 1-3, 1-3, 1-2. Nothing crazy, besides, obviously, Iona. But Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. I, I haven't seen many of that, so good for you, because if, if, it if you do... Get that, you're probably going to win. Yeah, I got to stop telling you. I got the perfect bracket here. Hopefully, we really, oh release goodness. this tomorrow when no one can make them anymore, or else I'm going to get. Yeah. Blow my cover. Yeah, you're I right. I need my billion dollars. You need your billion dollars. I do. The perfect bracket. I'll buy you a car. What do you want? Um. Well, I can only get Fords because my dad works for Ford. Uh, Mercedes on the side or a Ferrari? Yeah, don't tell him. Okay. I'd like um. I'd like a, a, a G Wagon. Um, All matte black, though. I'll get Post Malone to give it to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Could you also pay my rent? Sure. Hey. A billion dollars, Gabby? I'll pay your rent for like 10 years. Well, you don't have to do that. Just pay my rent for this year. But if if you only stay friends with me because of my money, I'm going to be mad. 
Why would I? I'm already friends with you, and you have no money right now. I have a little bit of money. Well, you have some money, but you have All no right. billion okay, dollars. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, that's gonna be fun. Illinois. Is if shock I win a billion world. dollars, what card do you want, though? Oh, that's a good point. I forgot you might win. Too, I could win. Your bracket kind of stinks. Um, mm. I would like. I just want like a BMW. Okay, I can like do a, that. Like an X6 or something. Like a nice, like, souped up one. Like, all yeah, the... All just, the, just like, like a sedan, a black one, gotcha. four-door, no two-door, no convertible, just... No. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Okay, sim- right. a simple man. A simple so, man. that's going to do it for today's episode. We might come back after, or before the Sweet 16 preview some matchups, but until then, from Gabby and Josh, this has been the Daily Line.